For 25 years, we have been Indiana's business news leader. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. It's full circle time in Kokomo, an Indiana city that's driven four-wheel innovation for more than a century. The city's ties to the first cars to ever hit the road to today's new age of auto manufacturing in the EV space. Billions of dollars in investment and thousands of new jobs in the pipeline. Plus, Northwest Indiana getting a big slice of the next form of clean energy. The economic impact of a new hydrogen hub coming to the state and how a Hoosier mom is using tech to tackle one of Indiana's most alarming health issues in minority communities. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick coming to you this week from downtown Kokomo, the city of firsts, a city with a very rich automotive heritage that in many respects is coming full circle. We are just outside of the Sun King Brewery in downtown uh, Kokomo. This is part of the depot district here, an area that was once full of abandoned buildings, now benefiting from several million dollars of public and private investment over the past several years. Not far from here is the Walk of Excellence that includes a $12 million sports stadium, a $32 million housing development from Indianapolis-based Flaherty and Collins, as well as a $10 million Riverwalk project. But the big story here is and always has been the automotive industry. It is what has driven the economy in Kokomo, this city of 60,000 for decades. The city's automotive roots date back to the 1890s when Elwood Haynes invented the first commercially successful gas-powered automobile in the United States. Chrysler and General Motors would establish major manufacturing operations here that would employ thousands and fuel the city's economy and way of life. But Kokomo, like so many other so-called Rust Belt cities, would eventually see investment and jobs dry up until now. We'll be investing $2.5 billion with the potential to go up over $3 billion with 1,400 new jobs right here in Kokomo to establish the first U.S. electric vehicle battery manufacturing right here in Kokomo. The auto industry is again making a home in Kokomo, this time as it transitions to the age of the electric vehicle. Star Plus Energy, a joint venture between Stellantis and Samsung SDI, has announced plans to build two plants. That's right, two major plants to produce batteries for electric vehicles, a combined investment of more than $6.3 billion, with plans to add 2,800 new jobs, not to mention the supplier and vendor jobs that are sure to follow. It is a vote of confidence for Kokomo and its workforce and could be transformational for the economy and quality of life. And joining me now with more on developments here in Kokomo, the impact uh, as well. Pleased to be joined by Kokomo Mayor Tyler Moore. Mayor, thanks for joining us. Hey, my pleasure, Gary. Thanks for uh, making the trek up. want to talk about these two major announcements, yeah. the impact here. But first, more immediately, the United Auto Workers mm -hmm. strike against the big three. Uh, plants are not striking here in Indiana. However, the effect is being felt, sure. the impact in places like Kokomo, uh, up to a thousand people now laid off here. How big a concern is, is, is the strike and the impact here in Kokomo? Yeah. It's always a concern because obviously we, you know, want to support our folks, but Kokomo with the long standing relationship that 
Stellantis, formerly Chrysler, and UAW have had. Uh, we're not unfamiliar with, with layoffs, uh, however long they may be. Uh, we're encouraged by the term temporary being used and know that uh, they're getting close to hopefully reaching a, a bargain. So um, we're concerned, but community is resilient. Yeah. We stand behind and support those that are affected. What drove, in your view, the decision to locate these two massive plants here? Well, I think Stellantis's existing footprint uh, and long-standing history in Kokomo uh, spoke volumes uh, to their, re their reliance on and trust in the local workforce. Uh, I think they were able to uh, talk to their Samsung SDI partners and, and, and really sell uh, Kokomo. But uh, I think what really solidified the, the deal was not only the good working relationship that the locals had, city and county and our uh, economic development alliance, but our partnership with the uh, IEDC. Uh, from day one, the IEDC has been uh, very involved and aggressively uh, a partner in making it happen. And I think the governor, uh, with his presence at uh, each of the negotiations or each of the visits that the joint venture had, uh, spoke volumes as well. Transformational is a word that's used a lot these yeah. days, but it, 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 would you describe the potential impact as transformational for Kokomo and the, and the region? Yeah, and I too have used transformational in, in recent days because really I think the full economic impact has yet to be experienced. So just the influx of workers now building the current battery plant that will now be around for uh, a few more years building the second and the number of suppliers. Both battery plants, as you mentioned, will uh, provide right around 2,800 jobs, but the at least three suppliers that are committed now and potential others uh, will take the uh, job growth uh, over 3,000. And so that impact alone, I mean, we know may not all come from the Kokomo and Howard County area, and so it's going to be impactful for the entire region. Uh, mm -hmm here in North Central Indiana. As you look at challenges with growth, uh, comes a lot of positives, but also the challenges. What's the biggest challenge in dealing with this, uh, this growth? Yeah, the biggest challenge is what I think everybody statewide has been talking about is housing. Uh, we were short on supply before the announcement of the first battery plant and had uh, shifted gears as a city development uh, or city administration to focus on uh, housing. Uh, we commissioned a study to be done, and it showed that uh, with the uh, projected employment coming, uh, that we were easily uh, could easily stand to have four to six hundred uh, multifamily units and three to five hundred single-family units. And so, with the economic climate and still the cost of resources and available uh, workers. I know that uh, we're struggling to try to get the necessary housing we would need. Where do you, where do you see Kokomo uh, in, in five to ten years? Yeah, it's funny because uh, we've always been asked uh, what, what the vision is for the first four years of uh, my tenure as mayor, and I think my vision has changed three times <laughs> since then. So looking ahead five to ten years, I see a, a lot of emphasis continue on quality of place and quality of life because those that will be working, we hope, will decide that Kokomo is a great place to live, work, worship, play. And so uh, a lot of our efforts will be on our amenities, uh, making uh, Kokomo a, a, a great place and, and offer a lot of what some of the surrounding communities will, but uh, definitely an emphasis on growth in, in housing. Um, hotels uh, are also going to be popping up, so I see the 931 corridor continuing to expand. Kokomo Mayor Tyler Moore, uh, Mayor, thanks for joining us. Congratulations uh, on, the, on the growth. We look forward to talking to you soon. We're excited. Thank you, Gary. Okay. Appreciate All it. Right. Thanks.
Well, certainly Stellantis and Samsung SDI like what they see in Howard County. A big reason, higher education, the institutions in the region, specifically Ivy Tech Community College and IU Kokomo. I spoke with Ivy Tech Community College President Sue Elsperman on a recent Business and Beyond podcast about how Ivy Tech's Kokomo campus played a critical role in sealing the deal to convince Stellantis to invest here. We were there uh, from the beginning at the table. We were able to make the commitment to a great co Korean employer that we could do the work. Success builds upon success. And I think as they see, it's, it's incumbent on us to make sure that we live up to every expectation that the employers have. But Ivy Tech is very capable of doing this work. Well, calling Kokomo home sweet home may be a challenge for hundreds of new workers that will likely need to move here in the future. How the city, like so many in Indiana, is working to meet housing demand. That's when we return. Hi, Gary. Tove here. Here's to 25 years. Congratulations. You've absolutely crushed it. I still remember when I was about 28 years old, I messed up in your studio and you had to start the recording, recording over and I thought you were going to kick me out forever and never invite me back. Congratulations. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street Bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank. All rights reserved. Well, it served as a sign you were home for those who grew up in Kokomo. The landmark Kokomo Gas Tower a Kokomo icon from the mid-1950s until it came tumbling down 20 years ago. Well, affordable housing, it is an issue facing many communities throughout the state of Indiana. In fact, there are some who suggest Indiana is facing a housing crisis. The Indiana Association of Realtors estimates there is demand for more than 30,000 housing units that simply don't exist. Here in Kokomo, demand for affordable and market rate housing far outpacing availability. A recent study found average apartment occupancy rates at 97%. With the likelihood of hundreds of workers moving here from outside the area for jobs at the new EV battery plants, local officials are searching for solutions. It's enormous. I mean, obviously the state as a whole is seeing an issue with housing, but uh, as the first uh, announcement came about a year ago. We did a housing study, uh, showed that we needed about 340 single family, about 500 multifamily just to cover the need of the first plant. And now we've had a couple suppliers come online and now the announcement of the second battery plant. So uh, it's obviously become a, a huge priority for us to continue to chase housing. Well, from automobiles to clean energy, hydrogen, the hydrogen industry really likes what it sees in Indiana as well. The state, along with Illinois and Michigan, recently chosen by the federal government to establish one of seven clean hydrogen hubs in the country. Energy Systems Network President and CEO Paul Mitchell says he's not at all surprised by the decision. We knew throughout this process that the Midwest was um, a, a, a 
really critical location for uh, the future of this hydrogen economy. As for Indiana's role, production of so-called blue hydrogen will take place at or near the massive BP refinery in Whiting, northwest Indiana. Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. Well, it's time now to get caught up from the business news headlines from around the state of Indiana. And with that, let's send it back to our studio in Indianapolis and Mary Rachel Redmond. Thanks, Gary. Well, we begin in a tiny town about a dozen miles from South Bend. North Liberty may be a community of just 2,000, but the state investing big time in a nearby park that could give a major boost to its small businesses. After years of talk, the state investing $100 million for new lodging at Potato Creek Park. The project has the potential to bring 28,000 more visitors to the area a year, a big win for St. Joseph County and the town of North Liberty. I think the impact and what we really would expect to see out of this is now a, even more so a year-round presence of Potato Creek, that it was there probably became a little bit more of a day trip uh, afternoon experience in the winter months. Now that it's going to have that year round opportunity for programming in a way that brings people into Potato Creek, they still need something then beyond that to do and something to go experience and see. I think we're really going to see the benefits of having that additional influence of 120 rooms uh, on a year round basis available for folks to experience it in a different sort of way. It's going to be a material impact on North Liberty especially. It was all aboard this week for rail commuters in the region. The first phase of the new South Shore double track opening Wednesday. The $650 million project is expected to cut down commute to Chicago by 20 minutes. Columbus-based Prove Mobility partnering with Camp Atterbury to test the next generation of advanced mobility in the defense space. Prove plans to use land at Camp Atterbury to test autonomous vehicles that could be used in the military. Flashes of lightning filled the sky. Arts performances like this at the Indiana Repertory Theater pumping big bucks into the state's economy. The IBJ reporting a newly released study shows nonprofit arts groups and their audiences generate nearly $524 million in revenue. Thank you very much and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Vincennes University honoring its hometown legend, Red Skelton. The school this week breaking ground on expanding its Red Skelton Museum of American Comedy. Up next, tackling a big health care issue in Indiana, maternal mortality. How a Fort Wayne mom's scary delivery experience of her fourth child prompted her to take action. Well, an Indiana mother is using tech to tackle one of the state's worst health stats, the high rate of death among black mothers. Business of Health reporter Kylie Valletta is here with more. Kylie. Thank you, Mary Rachel. Indiana's maternal mortality rate is among the 10 highest nationally, and the rate for black women is three to four times higher than white women. It was her own life-threatening birthing experience that led IU grad Ariana McGee to leave her corporate job and launch a startup to help black mothers have healthy births. Led by three black women, Fort Wayne-based Navigate Maternity is commercializing a remote patient monitoring system for black mothers and their care teams. Pregnant moms are sent home with a cuff to monitor blood pressure and heart rate and a scale to track weight. The vitals are sent to the provider in real time. The startup just inked a pilot for their product to be used across the river in Louisville after winning an innovation challenge there. 
McGee, who is founder and CEO, says it's important this product was created by women, and there are very few women in the medtech space. But especially when you splice that and get down to Black women within medtech, that number is abysmal and it's actually static. So the fact that we're a bringing a solution that is ad addressing the health inequities within Black and Brown mothers is is important and impactful. But number two, the fact that we are Black women, so we reflect the, the patients that we want to serve. We are passionate because it is our sisters, it is our mothers, it is our daughters that are the ones that are dying. And so I think that gives us a much different perspective. The tool also tracks mom's mental health and social issues that affect outcomes. That's an amazing uh feet right just just in and of itself so is that free to mothers yes so this is critical the policies are in place for this to be covered by medicaid and in indiana 75 percent of the mothers who died had medicaid coverage at the time of their death so she's very excited that the policies are in place for this to be covered someone just needs to bring the technology so she says she is first to market with the technology the benefits are obvious for the patient right. but for, for the caregiver Right. For, for the doctor, yes. what does this do for them? This is an FDA-cleared device. This is not just a wellness tool you can go to the store and buy. Because it's cleared by the FDA, the doctors can use this to make clinical diagnostic decisions. And also, she has a partnership with Epic, which is the biggest electronic medical record company. So it's in their workflow. Because she has that partnership with Epic, it now integrates with the Epic electronic medical system. So she has that part figured out, too, that this should work right into the doctor's workflow. That is amazing. How long has she been working on this? Uh, many years. <laughs> Although the last probably 12 months, massive growth for her. Really, really yes. important story. Yep. Thank you, Kylie. Mm -hmm. Well, I like to call it Howard County's hidden gem because that's exactly what it is. Kokomo Opalescent Glass has been operating for over 130 years, manufacturing and supplying glass to some of the most iconic buildings and works of arts in the world. Here's a quick look back at my visit. So this hasn't changed much since 1888. This is the original No, this building? is the original building here. And really the whole uh, complex is pretty much as it was. Kokomo Opalescent Glass is the oldest glass manufacturer in America. Its very first customer, a guy by the name of Louis Comfort Tiffany, famous for his stained glass windows and the iconic Tiffany lamp. So he bought from us would have looked just like these. These are the same colors. We still use the actual rolling machines that his glass was made on. You can find their glass in some of the most recognizable places around the globe, from the White House to the Vatican. We're in all the Disney parks. Some people estimate that we're in about 75% of the world's churches. Nearly a century and a half since opening its doors, the seemingly under the radar operation in Kokomo continues to amass an international list of clientele. Truly fascinating. You really have to see this place to believe it, Gary. And you can. Kokomo Opalescent Glass offers tours. All right, Mary Rachel, thank you. We are back in the city of firsts, Kokomo. Coming up next, what you might not know about Kokomo, including how it got its name and its connection to canned tomato juice. Stay with us. Well, Kokomo bills itself as the city of firsts, not only pioneering the evolution of the cars we drive, but also playing an important role in food and the utensils we eat with. 
hit song to put Kokomo on the map? Well, it was about a fairy tale island in the Caribbean, not the real-life city that has made immeasurable contributions to innovation and technology. Choosing stainless steel flatware can be tricky. You can thank Kokomo's Elwood Haynes for that, as if inventing the first gas-powered car in the U.S. wasn't enough. Haynes also gave us stainless steel silverware. Haynes utensils no doubt part of stirring up tomato-based recipes over the years, Kemp Brothers in Kokomo, marketing the first canned tomato juice in the 1920s. Did somebody say McDonald's? The city of firsts also making its mark dining out. McDonald's testing its McDiner model in Kokomo. Ponderosa announces the great steak sale. So come and get it. Great steak dinners at great sale prices right now. We've rounded up lots of juicy steaks. The first Ponderosa Steakhouse, yep opened in 1965 in Kokomo. Wondering where the city got its name? Well, that traces back to Miami Native American leader, Ma Kokomo. The region also home to Ryan White, retired CBS 60 Minutes correspondent Steve Croft, and talk show host Tavis Smiley. Kokomo always in tune with Four Wheels, the first push-button car radio created here in the 1920s. Chevrolet's success has been due largely to the loyalty of its owners. Had you punched one of those made-in-Kokomo car radio knobs back then, you probably would have heard Guy Lombardo or Bing Crosby. Kokomo, Indiana. Not a make-believe place in a song. A can-do city of firsts using its automotive roots from the past to pave a path for the future of innovation. A great look at some of the fun facts associated with Kokomo from producer Teresa Ditton. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's edition of Inside Indiana Business. We hope you have enjoyed our look at Kokomo, a city that in many respects is coming full circle from its days as a pioneering auto industry town to now an emerging hub in the electric vehicle industry. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.